Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Uh, Jeff, before we get to the basketball thing, just to, uh, the, your thoughts on what he was saying about uh, Jalen Gilbo and a, a couple other notes about the team coming out of Sark's presser this morning. The, uh, oh, there we go. Yep. With, the, uh, with the ankle injury we'd heard last week just didn't – didn't do a whole lot. Was in, uh, yeah, probably not different than what we had heard on Ryan Watson, Anthony Cook, and both those guys ended up playing on uh, on Saturday. Uh, I was the reason why I asked about red zone defense, and uh, mm-hmm. Joe Cook kind of piggybacked my question and Sark elaborated again on red zone defense. Is you know, and it's not me trying to play excuse maker for Pete Kwiatkowski, but I think it's really easy to look at this defense uh, and, and look at two key areas. Uh, total defense, which they're 74th in the country, yep. and third down defense. They're one of the worst nationally, uh, 41.5% conversion rate allowed. But I think one of the re- one of the, the redeeming qualities about this defense, and, and last year we found none. There were no redeeming qualities <laughs> about the defense last year. But, uh, you know, you talk about the areas that Sark was mentioning uh, and what they look at in terms of trying to find efficiency. Uh, yards per play allowed, turnovers, third down efficiency, red zone efficiency. But we talk about third down efficiency. They haven't been good there. Yards per play allowed, Craig, they're still second of the Big 12 Yeah, in yards per play allowed, 5.05, uh, uh, about 5.1 yards per play allowed. Uh, and then talking about red zone efficiency, there's a reason why I asked because – only Kansas State and Iowa State have allowed fewer red zone touchdowns among Big 12 defenses than Texas has this year. Texas only allowed 16 touchdowns in the red zone. On 24 score, I think that's 24 scores, uh, I think, on 31 attempts. So they've gotten seven red zone just stops this year. Uh, and the reason I'm, you know, I asked Sark about it in there because in my plays to watch was the, the sequence that led to the fourth down stop. You start adding up those points, teams leave on the field. Man, we've seen it work against Texas the last couple of weeks, and Sark even said they haven't been good there. Uh, red zone efficiency or, or finishing drives to get deep into plus territory. They were on uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday in Manhattan. So I, I think those two areas defensively, look, where Texas has gotten bit and has bit them, like really like bit them against Texas Tech, uh, definitely bit them against Oklahoma State, and bit them against Iowa State. They were just able to force turnovers in the Iowa State game where they weren't in the other two. Uh, giving up explosive plays. And, and uh, another statistic, Craig, that I think is kind of misleading is missed tackles. Uh, Texas actually, and I'll go back and double-check it. I'll have this for tomorrow. I think Texas actually through nine games probably missed more tackles this year than they have than they did last year. Wow, that's going to surprise some people. The, the difference is, though, Go start looking at yards per contact, yards after contact allowed. And last year they were missing tackles, and because I'll borrow a term from Rod Babers, the structural integrity of the defense was so bad, you were missing tackles, and you're giving up 50, 60 chunk, big chunk yardage plays. Now, because you're more sound and you rally to the ball better, you miss a tackle. That might be a six-yard gain you give up instead of a three- or four-yard gain. So that makes a big difference. This defense, they're doing enough things well that's allowed them to be in every game. And they have had games where the Alabama game, the Oklahoma game, you can go through and look at it where they've been really good. And while they gave up a lot of yards the other night, 
Uh, again, that yards per play allowed, they're among the best in the Big 12, among the best in the country in yards per play allowed. Not When you don't give up chunk yards, you make the other team earn it, you give yourself a chance. Yeah, yeah. Very, very big stuff. Okay, so there's the football modes. Yeah. Basketball season opener tonight, uh, 8 o'clock at Moody Center. Uh, what time are we getting started with pregame, Craig? It's 7.30. 7.30. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, with you and Eddie on the call. Yep. Uh, like your broadcast location in there? I know we talked about yes. it a little bit. But. Yes, it is. It's almost identical uh, to our setup, what we had at the Irwin Center. Nice. It's a little snugger, a little cozier, but that's okay. It's it's all right. It's a it's a cozier environment at yeah. Moody Center. Uh, something to watch for tonight if you're interested to see how this Texas team does. Uh Ball handling in the backcourt, protecting the basketball. Anybody that watched the NCAA tournament game with Texas and Abilene Christian a couple of years ago, Joe Golding loves pressuring the ball. They want to speed you up. They want you to go fast. So we talk about this team needing to play faster, and Chris Beard's talked about they want to play with better pace. I think controlling pace tonight, Chris, yeah. is going to be the big thing. Yeah. Sometimes they want to speed you up. You might not want to go fast. Sometimes you might be able to use that against them. So I think the ability, Tyrese Hunter, Sir Jabari Rice, I love me some Jabari Rice. I think he's going to be a really fun guy to watch on this team, just kind of one of those junkyard dog type guys that, that does everything, might not fill up the stat sheet every night, but a guy that impacts winning. Uh, and anytime you get to the, the games that you're going to be able to watch Dylan Mitchell this year, enjoy it because he ain't going to be here very long. So, no, that's uh, true. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. And then – Massive news for Chris Beard and company over the weekend. We talked about Ron Holland, the the five-star forward out of Duncanville, several weeks ago when he made his official visit. He made his commitment Saturday morning to Texas, uh, Arkansas, UCLA were among the uh, the options. He's uh, he's going to come to Texas. Had some opportunities to p- pursue uh, prof- a professional career early, uh, but he's going to come to Texas. Uh, Chris Beard getting the number one prospect in the state according to twenty four seven Sports, and w- you've seen him play, Craig. And we talk about his game, kind of that new age forward in terms. Of where basketball is going, a guy six seven, six eight that can legitimately defend multiple positions, and a guy his offensive game just continues to grow. Yeah, uh, both from the forward spots and, and in the backcourt. I, I I like to think of him as a hybrid two and a half. There you go. That's interesting. Yeah, because because he can be off the ball, can shoot the ball well, can bring in the front court and drive it to the hoop, but he can also defend with uh, with his space yeah. as a wing player, and that's what's pretty exciting to see. Think about. Uh, I heard a perfect description uh, this weekend because somebody on our on the flagship message board at Horns twenty four seven said, "Well, how does Ron Holland compare to to Greg Brown?" And somebody said Greg Brown was explosive vertically. Yep. Uh, Ron Holland's explosive horizontally. Yeah, he is. Uh, so I thought that was just a great – I'd never thought about it like that, but that's a great differentiator between those two guys. But, yeah, uh, got to be very excited about Ron Holland. Andre Stoyakovich, who also made an official visit, he, he makes his commitment today. Uh, still don't have clear word. I don't know that anybody does on where he's going to go. I did, though. I have heard some stuff from folks close to Texas. If it's not Texas – that staff is going to feel like they gave him a lot to think about and made it very, very hard if he ends up picking somebody else. It sounds like if it's somebody other than Texas, it does sound like Stanford might have the, the, the inside track there, but that's what you're looking at with Andre Stojakovic. But to get on the board and get on the board with Ron Holland, we know how much Chris Beard values basketball in this state. Uh, they don't get much better than Ron Holland in the 2023 class. So big, big deal for, for Chris Beard, Rodney Terry, and everybody over there at the basketball office. Absolutely, and they tip off the season tonight 
against UTEP where Rodney Terry was the head coach before coming back over uh, with uh, Joe Golding moving over to UTEP from Abilene Christian. But you'll hear the game on the horn tonight, 7.30 airtime, 8 o'clock tip-off, Texas against UTEP. Jeff and I will be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower here on the horn.